You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Wretched Ramblings Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs for today. All I have to say is just stay y'all asses in the damn house. Um, and usually I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You know, you can find me on Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. My AKA today is Fuck Teddy Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Played in everybody's damn face. Peak bozo behavior, if you ask Mm. me. Um, Very embarrassing for the two people who started Versus. Because the whole purpose of Versus is social distancing social isolation staying safe following protocol and guidelines to prevent the spread of COVID 19 and yet this funny looking ox blood red suit wearing motherfucker had the nerve to have a whole fucking production crew in his house to do this what are you doing mm. What what are you doing? And you couldn't fucking do it right. Mm. You guys had this big hole set up and fire everybody around you. Period. Fire every fucking body. Because if you were going to do it and do it big like you tried to do, why hadn't y'all fucking tested out how this setup would work on Instagram Live? Like, it didn't have to be with Babyface. It could have just been a random motherfucker. You got 20 fucking young-ass kids. Why didn't try to uh, go IG live with your bum-ass daughter, Nia, and see if the shit work? <laughs> Listen, Nia went on Instagram like, look, y'all y'all be mad at my dad. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah, I seen that on Twitter. She was like, y'all leave me the fuck alone. I wasn't even there. <laughs> Nia, like, oh, it was a about me. mess it was a mess meanwhile babyface one man sitting in his studio alone no wife no kids no nothing blowing your motherfucking brains out with three songs mm. but how babyface beat your ass with the first three songs mm. that's why maybe that was our our good lord and savior jesus Tyrone Christ coming down from above and saying, hey, I'm going to make it so that this can't continue. That way you don't have to murder Teddy too hard. Because Mm. Babyface, first three three songs was two occasions, Don't Be Cruel, and Every Little Step. Heavy hitters. Fam, he did not even get in his bag good. He didn't get to none of the songs from Waiting to Exhale. He didn't get to none of the songs from the Soul Food soundtrack. He didn't get to none of the songs he wrote for TLC. Baby, 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 Red Light Special, Digging on You. He didn't get to any of the songs he wrote for Tony Braxton. Unbreak My Heart. Um, 
Love Should Have Brought You Home last night and some other shit. He didn't get to any of the songs that he wrote for Whitney. He didn't get to any of the songs he wrote for Beyonce because um, best thing I never had, that's Babyface. And that is a lot of people, one of a lot of people's hard-hitting Beyonce songs. He didn't get in his bag. And if he would have really got in his bag, oh my God, there'd still be blood on the walls. Yeah, definitely. Like, I missed it. Uh, I planned to watch it, but shit, I fell asleep. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. You ain't missed shit. But uh, right, I was just about to say, from when I woke up and just saw uh, you and Tay in the group chat, and then uh, when I went online just to observe, and I'm like, well, what happened? Y'all was the battle good? And all I just saw was Teddy. (laughs) Right. Riley. Anyways, I just want to put a spotlight on Babyface. First of all, Babyface is a a shady uh, Aries king that we deserve because he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just here by myself practicing social distancing, you know. And I was like, mm, mm. So not only is you going to shade him down, not only is you going to win the battle, you're going to shade him down. I love Facts, I stand. Listen, celebrities were so pissed with how extra and dramatic Teddy was and ruined the whole mood of it. Tony yes. Braxton was pissed. Tamar, I was just about to say that. Um, Jermaine Dupree was pissed. Um, Swiss Beats was pissed. But here's the thing. Swiss being pissed. I, I, I blame Swiss and Timberland for not canceling this particular battle because when Teddy started being weird and trying to turn a profit off of it and bring in these big media companies, turn it into a production, a show, they should have been like, you know what? We appreciate you willing to do this, but we're going to go elsewhere for this battle with Babyface. Because if they could have got Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on the line, it would have been a whole down showdown last night. Yeah. Teddy Riley should be embarrassed. Um, one for not practicing social distancing because it's been proven that even small groups of people getting together has yielded positive COVID-19 results in the people that were all hanging out together. So to be honest, it's truthfully not even safe to do things in groups of 10 or less. Like we've learned that. But shout out to Babyface because, baby, you came out strong. You came out swinging. And you ain't even get to the the top top of what you have done. You are a living legend and an icon. Like, come on. Like, okay, like I said. Just those three songs alone is better than a lot of people's whole catalog to be honest yeah he did digging on you red light special baby 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 best thing i never had he didn't even get deep into his own music he played two occasions but you've got to remember he still got whip appeal cooling you um he did breathe again for tony braxton can we talk for tevin campbell the whole waiting to excel soundtrack don't be cruel for Bobby. Every little step. He did end of the road for boys to men. That's one of their biggest hits. Yeah. He did. I'll make love to you for boys to get men again. Another one of their biggest hits. He did humping around for Bobby Brown. One of his biggest hits. Like he is a fucking hit machine. He's a one man hit machine. 
like it, you can do hits for yourself but when you can just go decades and decades and decades doing hits for other people and i didn't even like i'm not i didn't even bring up like work he's done that maybe it wasn't like super big hits but he's worked with the whispers aretha franklin anita baker he's man he's worked with some icons even in present day okay this one gonna blow your mind friend did you know that he he wrote the hook for hovey baby for (laughs) jay-z i did not know that absolutely he wrote the hook for hovey baby for jay-z he's worked with ariana grande fantasia chrisette michelle even though she is Mm. no longer with us in spirit because she sold her soul to trump or whatever but he wrote for Chrisette Michelle. He's written for Ariana Grande, little nasty donut licking ass. Um, <laughs> I think I saw that he's written for Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Um, he's written for the DeBarges. He's written for the Jackson Five. He's written for literally everybody. Tito Jackson. Um, he's written for his own brother. Um, he did. He wrote that song last night. I was inside. I hate that fucking song, but he wrote that song just because they played it. They played it so much when it came out for After Seven. Yeah. So he wrote that for After Seven. His, like, it's endless. He's worked with Ty Dolla Sign. He's worked with Lil Wayne. He's worked with, like, he, like, it, you got that. You was going to win regardless, but still, fuck you, Teddy Riley. Um, also, I was going to, because we got some time and the shows wasn't super amazing. Um, I was going to talk, I was going to talk about it on ratchet reloaded, but I feel like we need to discuss it on ratchet ramblings. If you, but if you aren't subscribed to the Patreon for $5 a month, you'll get ratchet reloaded. You'll get bring it back. You'll get, um, backwards burn book. You'll get birth stories of black mamas. You'll get the woo woo wrap up. Um, you know, you'll get some stuff and I, if you go to the $10 level, that will include the wind down. But I think I finally have, um, some ideas that I'm going to run past, you know, the host here to start bringing in more exclusive Patreon content. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but Rashida and Kirk. <laughs> I knew you was going to bring this up. I mean, we still here. It it feels right to discuss it on our regular feed because, you know, up until recently, we did used to discuss Love and Hip Hop Atlanta on a regular feed, but they got so ridiculous. And we've been getting better content from the Housewives, from Married to Medicine, from Potomac, you know, from yeah. Black Ink and so on and so forth, and from we... shows on Zeus. So we could afford to move them to a to a different platform. Um Kirk. So that is funny. God works in mysterious ways because we just talked about this on Ratchet Reloaded. We brought up the fact that the in Atlanta is common knowledge that Kirk groomed Rashida and got with her when she was a high schooler. Yeah. That's always been the the tea around Atlanta and it's the tea on social media. And Kirk and Rashida decided to go live on Instagram 
and basically lied to everybody and say, and Kirk basically was like, what the fuck I look like trying to marry a teenager and Rashida talking about what the fuck I look like getting married as a teenager and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They responded and, to a rumor circling, circling around that he adopted her when she was 17. Yeah. So I do know that that part is not true. However, yeah. she became an emancipated minor when she was a teenager emancipating a minor and adopting a minor are two totally different things. Kurt could not marry Rashida if he had adopted her. Like he couldn't marry her as a teen had he adopted her, but slow lean. Cause that's from now I'm calling them two motherfuckers. Slow Sheeta and slow lean. <laughs> slow, sh- slow lean emancipated Ra- slow Sheeta as a minor. And then she went to be with Kirk. Now, Kirk and Rashida talking about... Well, there's another TV. reason for that, too. Mm-hmm. Because Rashida was part of a group uh, oh, that's at that right. time. But she mm-hmm. couldn't... She, well, Charlene had to sign them papers because Rashida couldn't record as a... You know, still as a minor, so she had to do that. So it wasn't just the thing with Kirk is why Charlene did that. Because it was a group... I believe... Because um, one of my friends, Courtney, she was like, it was Rashida... Um, uh, I know the group you talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, the adoption part is a stretch, but the other part of it is it's not true. Stretch. Yeah, it's true. And also, niggas they, can math. Yeah, but they made all these comments. All y'all think y'all rocket scientists and mathematicians, bitch. It's not hard to subtract thirty-seven from twenty. Yeah, because here's the thing: because really even my. Even that motherfucking outside baby Kirk had with the stripper Jasmine could subtract 37 and 20. Yeah. Like, my thing is, like, it's really one of two things. Like, it's literally either or. Either y'all been lying about both of y'all ages, which on the grand scheme of things isn't that bad, but it's like, what the fuck you lying for? Like, you don't, nobody cares how old well, y'all. Well, Kirk is as old as if the internet says he is. You know, he is an older dude. Now, this is where things get sticky. After this live and after people start pulling receipts on Rashida, they had their team scramble to change like her wiki and stuff like that to make it seem like she's 43. Yeah. And because again, before all this, she was 37. Yeah, it says she was 37. Now they're trying to make it seem like she's 43 or 44 or something like that. But the thing about that is, even if you married Kirk at 23, right? You still were with Kirk long before y'all got married, if that's the case. Like, there's no way to lie your way out of this. Like, okay, y'all were married 20 years, but y'all didn't get married months after y'all met. Right. So, also, also, um, when this was going on, a video surfaced. Now, I get taking the video with a grain of salt because it did come from like a page that apparently seemed to pop up pop up out of nowhere but it is a video with kirk and rashida because kirk is the one filming it and a woman i can't remember her name but i she was close with uh kim porter and you can see candy in the background and from the own horse's mouth the woman and rashida they were saying that Kirk was pulling up on Rashida in high school and Rashida took a liking to him and she wanted to get the man with the nice car. Yep. So. And the thing is, here's the thing. 
I don't care where the video came from. The fact of the matter is in the video, you can clearly tell that's Rashida's face. You can clearly tell that is Kirk's voice. And what the lady is, the lady said is, yeah, we used to talk about how Kirk had all these exotic cars and he used to pull his ass up to, to your high school to get with your fine ass. Yep, and Rashida was agreeing. Rashida was hand clapping and high fiving when she said it. Yeah. It's common knowledge that you got with that girl when she was a teenager. Own that. Like you gotta own it. You can't. I was lie like, because both of y'all done said it on the show before, too. <laughs> yeah, like own it. Like you gotta own that. So and two, here's the thing. I wish Rashida would just come out and be honest and say, hey, when I was when I got in this group and then as the years progressed, even as a solo artist, it was common practice to make women appear younger than they actually were so that they would be more marketable. We have seen the same thing with the likes of Beyonce. Remember there has been so much speculation about her age over the years and that Matthew made her lie about her age to make her more marketable. That has been common knowledge. Same thing with Nicki Minaj when she first blew up. Not only did they appear to make her try to make it seem like she was like much younger than she was, they made her hide a whole 12-year relationship. Mm-hmm. We I'll only knew I'll- Safari as her hype man and her manager for years and it came out when they was beefing that they was in a relationship yeah that was her longtime boyfriend yeah and also the reverse because i saw people trying to make the argument that when rashida was in that group or when she was uh, a teen she was making uh mature music that's not a defense because let us not let us not forget the opposite also works because we not this and again this is why i could tell y'all don't listen to me and bianca on, on bring it back which you should probably the t- content um, Diddy and L.A. Reid had Usher singing shit way too mature for him on his debut album when he was 14. So mm-hmm. we know the reverse works as well. So that's not a defense for like Rashida, you know, being older than she is. So it's okay that she was she was with Kirk. It's still not okay. So I'm at the point with it where this is my theory on the shit. I believe Rashida is 43. I do. Um, I believe they lied about her age for years to make her more marketable because nobody wanted to hear a damn near 40 year old woman singing about my bubba gum. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if she, my bubba gum, come to my bubba gum. My, um, <laughs> my boo boo gum. All right. All right. <laughs> but <Fuck> I believe. <laughs> <laughs> my feces gum alright <laughs> my outside time. baby gum <laughs> well, you, you know what <laughs> so you saying that you saying Rashida is a slow savage is what you say yeah? I'm saying yeah I'm saying slow <laughs> slow <laughs> i'm saying that i do believe slow sheeta is 43 but that i do still believe kirk started messing with her when she was a teenager yes when she was about 16 17 is when i believe their relationship started and then they later got married 
That is what I believe about the situation. It can be more than one thing. It can be that she is older than she has been telling people. They have been presenting her as, and he still was messing with her when she was a teenager. Because even when she was a teenager, he was a grown ass man. And I mean, the receipts are just there. Yeah. I mean, the receipts are there. In the words of one of my favorites, how old is Kirk? Uh, he's listed as 51. Okay, 51. Mm-hmm. So, and she's listed as 43 now. Yes, now. We just gonna <laughs> do some simple math. That's an eight-year difference. So even when she was 17, mm-hmm. he was 25. Mm-hmm. When she was 16, mm-hmm. he was 24. Mm-hmm. He was still messing with her as a child. Yeah. And that's just the bottom of the that's the bottom black ass line. It, we like have Kirk video. got grown ass kids that's closer to Rashida age than he is. So you do yeah. that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Y'all got predator gun. That's what the hell y'all got. Mm. Also, Kurt looks like a toe. They ain't got nothing that's to do with true. nothing. I just wanted to say it. I just, <laughs> the lies. I'm like, Candy, the lies, the lies. Yeah. Also, speaking of Candy in that video, she was just looking like, what the hell have I walked into? I just. Mm. Y'all nasty. That's what I do yeah. know. Y'all ain't, it, not even nasty. Y'all dysfunctional. Y'all stupid. And you can't even lie right. And you can't even clear shit up and call it a day. Like, yes. I was messing with Rashida. I started dating Rashida when she was like 17, going on 18. And we got married some years later and we've been together since through ups and downs. But you know what, friend? Imagine feeling like you need to set the record straight on ages when this nigga has had an outside baby on you and has cheated on you multiple fucking times. And DNA tested y'all, baby. Listen to me. I mean, but that's how you could tell that Kirk really groomed her for real, for real. Um, she got yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, she definitely do, because she's sitting in the background of that Instagram live video cheesing, looking like a goddamn doofus. Just hyping him up, just just hyping him up casually calling some woman that he don't know a bitches and hoes and all that shit. Yeah, like you you that's a grown ass man. That's a that's a senior citizen acting yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, enough of Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh and his piece of toilet paper wife. We about to so um marriage boot camp is done. We TI and Tiny family and friends hustle is back. We will be covering it until our next new lineup rolls in, which is pretty soon, like a couple weeks, I would say, because we will be getting Real Housewives of Potomac. We will be getting Married to Medicine LA in the super trailer. They look really messy. A lot of marital issues and so on and so forth. And we heavily there for some reason, keeping up shit. Yeah. And we will be getting Black Ink Chicago back. Oh, Chicago's coming back? Yeah, Chicago is coming back really quickly. Damn, like right around crazy. the same time. It might be coming back before May 3rd. Like I remember seeing a trailer 
And I can't remember what date they had on it. But yeah, Black Ink Chicago is coming back. So they, didn't they just wrap up? This was the mid-season break. Oh, I, okay. I remember. Okay. 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 Yep. Yeah. I remember you telling me that because I was, yep. okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Because we said like, this seemed like a short season. Right. Right. That's why I was confused. I'm, okay. Yep. So. I wonder if they did that because of the shit with C's and New York. I wonder if they did it. That's why they did it. Yeah. I'm wondering too. So. We are gonna get into ti and tiny which is my this is my first time watching the show honestly so (laughs) i came in with a fresh mind so first things first and i gotta get this off my chest tiny looks like a hairless alpaca (laughs) (laughs) and that's just (laughs) that's just that on on my damn nerve he is just very unattractive those (laughs) colored eyes don't do anything and she looked like a squirrel storing nuts in her jaws. She, her voice is Ooh. annoying. Oh, man. And Demise. she is, she is as trash as her husband because we just dragged her in Shekinah fat mouth ass last mm. week. So you are the, you are the Yeah, you are the network's hairless alpaca, just so you know. Um, you know what she look like? What? Remember that, uh, that rat from uh, Camp Possible? <laughs> oh, Rufus! She yes. looked like Rufus the naked mole rat. She looked like if Rufus tried to be a bad bitch with some filters. Tiny the naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Continue, my bad friend. Continue. Um, her and Ti wasn't really talking about anything. They briefly touched on Precious passing away, um, and the effect that it had on their youngest son. And how he's kind of been um, introverted since her passing away. Um, this That's major, you, right? Th- yeah, major. This what happened okay. when you ain't raising your fucking kids and you constantly leaving somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Precious was like his tutor, his babysitter, his... she was. They was attached at the hip. And Tiny don't work, so why was they attached at the hip? Mm. T.I. has kept her from working, kept her from reviving her career, kept her from being fully involved with Escape again. What is she doing? Mm. What do you do besides make bad cosmetic surgery decisions? What do you do? Pair of her husband's misogyny and patriarchy. Okay. Yeah, sounds about right. Also, they kids together leave a lot to be desired. Mm. All three of them. Mm. You notice the kids that they that they don't share together are really fucking handsome and really beautiful. Yep. They it must mm, with all it the issues they didn't had in their music in their marriage. I mean, I mean the music must, too. <laughs> you said it right the first time, Frank. It must the the DNA. It wasn't meant to mesh together. Mm, that Dana ain't Dana. Cause King looked like Krusty the Clown. No, mm. King looked like Sideshow Bob. King looked like Sideshow Bob, and Major looked like it, they don't make him take baths and shit. Yeah, and that little girl, I don't know. She looked like she got eyes like Brandy, so I don't know. Mm. That's a lot. Ooh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Ooh, mm, pray for that baby. Mm, nobody mm-hmm. does. Pray for that baby. Mm-hmm. 
So we could get to the good shit because they ain't say, the good let shit. Real quick. Let me say this. I, I hope, it is my hope and prayer that Major, despite how he look, I hope he don't grow up to be like his daddy. Because he seemed like he got such a kind spirit. But I hope he don't grow up to be like his daddy. He might, but I hope Me he don't. Me too. He is a very sweet kid. Yes, yes, yes. But continue. I just wanted to say that. Um, the the good shit was Monica, Latoya, and the other uh, Toya. Toya, Latoya, and Monica. So I let's let's get to Monica first. I don't like when people are going through a breakup or a divorce and they try to make every decision they make about the kids when it's really not about the kids. If you and Shannon are are going through a divorce, there's no reason for the two of you to still be cohabitating in the same house, period. When you break up, if you want to prevent confusion in your children, you need to break up completely. You need to sit them down, have a conversation that mommy and daddy are splitting up it doesn't change the love that they have for for the kids and that they will be living in separate households putting on this front and still playing house so that your kids will be okay kids are not stupid especially y'all have bigger kids who are likely very brilliant and can put two and two together very easily as rashida and kirk said they are probably mathematicians and fucking rocket scientists Talk to your kids, because if you know, if you don't, they're gonna figure shit out on their own any goddamn way. And then when they figure shit out on their own, they're gonna be they're gonna feel betrayed that you didn't sit them down and help them figure shit out. That you basically lied to them and played in their goddamn face. Yes. You and Shannon have no reason to still be living together. Period. None. If you divorcing, divorce. If you breaking up, break. Call it Listen. a fucking day. Listen, what did Bernard Mac say? When black people break, we break. That's what y'all need to do. Break. Um, I will say I'm looking forward to new Monica music, though. And she's back. She's working with Jermaine Dupree and some other heavy hitters. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. If this if this show will help us get some really good, but I didn't see her working with the one person that she has the most amazing chemistry with, and that's our friend of the show, Missy Elliott. Yes. Yes. Some about the chemistry that Missy has with female artists, that shit is unmatched. And no, we don't need none of your cliche, uh, problematic, um, homophobic comments about it. Um, because in the past, that has been, people have done that. But we knowing better. We know better. So we doing better and we unlearning. I don't think it has anything to do with Missy Elliott's sexuality. Missy has amazing chemistry with Monica. The yes. So Gone album, baby. Still that motherfucker still hit hard. Yeah, hits that stick like grits. The work that Missy has done with Sierra still hits hard. Won yeah. Grammys for it. Missy gave Sierra one of her first Grammys. Yeah. So, Missy just has a way with working with People in general, but specifically women, specifically black women. So I would love to see. Uh, listen, Missy, girl, I know you're listening. Well, I hope you're listening. Call Monica. <laughs> we need it. The streets need it. We need it. Yeah, we 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 want that. Um, if you're gonna break up, break. Stop playing in them kids' face. Stop saying this for the kids. It ain't for the kids. It's for you and his comfort. This about y'all. This ain't about them cheering. It ain't. 
Okay. Um, Toya, Regine, and Toya's fiance, or Toya's partner. I don't know if they're engaged yet. Cute baby. That baby cute. Yes. Um, yes. Very adorable. They need to stop trying to pressure Toya to want to get married again and allow her to work through her issues at her own pace because Toya has been in two failed marriages. Um, I'm not back to back per se, but two failed marriages with two industry known men. Um, she needs a break. Yeah. She needs she needs a break. Now I have a question. Has this been like a recurring because uh, I know I mean I know about her issues going on in real life, but has this been a recurring theme on the show? Um, so yes, last season, um, you know, the people kept asking her, was she ready to marry her partner again when they was getting engaged, why she keep running from commitment and this, that, and the third and the thing is, marriage in in and of itself can be hard, not miserable. Healthy marriages are not miserable, but marriage, good relationships in general require work. And so to be in a failing marriage, not once, but twice, and the second one even, even had a lot of undertones of abuse, she should take her time. And she should make sure that she is in a mentally healthy place before she does it again, because she should not want to bring all her previous baggage into a new union. It's not fair to her. It's not fair to him. And it's not fair to their family life. Absolutely. Listen, Tori, Tori, you don't need to be a a Michelet girl. Please. Please. Because I actually do like your voice. <laughs> so please. I, yeah, I, I actually like Toya. I love, I love Toya. You know, she, one, she is very fucking pretty. Yes. Um, yes, always has been. Always has been. And she has made sure to make a way without attaching herself to Little Wayne. Yes. You know? Yes. Um. So that's where I am with that. Okay, um, now a question. So about uh Regine. Uh, <laughs> has she always been this annoying on this show? Yes. Remember she was that annoying on growing up hip hop when she was trying to get people to jump Brandon because Brandon said she had a nasty attitude. Oh god. Remember that? Yeah, and they quit. Yeah. They quit growing up hip hop and decided to come over to Ti and Tiny. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, God, damn. I you know I try to like Regine, but she has just always been annoying. Either I see her on these shows that she's annoying, or I see her on like in pop culture and social media and she's annoying. Just God, fucking damn it. So I here's try. the thing. I know that teenagers can be insufferable, especially legal teenagers, like 18, 19. They're very fucking insufferable. They don't want to listen to anyone. They feel like they know everything. 
your mom told you that you did not need to be with this Lucci nigga. Is that she the same Lucci from um, Love and Hip Hop? No, 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 no. Whole nother Lucci, a successful one. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, um, you know, it just seems like. She don't make good decisions. You don't make good decisions. And this is the thing about being 18 and 19. You still require a lot of guidance at 18 and 19. The typical, the average 18 and 19 year old still needs parental guidance. Yeah. Yes, you can vote. Yes, you don't have a curfew. But for the most part, you are still very immature, still move a lot off of impulse. And it a lot of bad decision making comes with it. Because your your frontal lobe doesn't even fully develop until you're 25, right? Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. I forget the Yeah, method, something the like that, like 25, 26 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um it and it so shows original. because the reason she broke up with him was because he went to a strip club and they was deep throwing cucumbers. I vaguely remember seeing this on Twitter, vaguely. Yeah, this one, the cucumber shit was a trend. And he went and he posted about it on Instagram, like what club he was at and a video of what they was doing. And, you know, all of that. And it's like, first of all, the shit is cheesy, yes, but they do cheesy shit in strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. They literally shaking ass, shaking titties, popping pussy, Popping their back, swinging on poles, half naked. Depending on where you go, they could get fully naked. You could show pussy and ass. It's a strip club. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a strip it's club. A, they it's do, a strip they club. Do, they do wild shit. Be, it's meant to be sexual. Yes, it's meant to be wild. It's meant to sell a fantasy to the customers. It's meant to sell a fantasy to people who aren't there and make them want to come visit said strip club. Yeah, sex sales. That, That's literally sex, the business. Sex sales. And so then wait, he didn't the, cheat on her. He just went to the party. Yeah, yeah, he didn't cheat on her. He just went and he was promoting it. He, like, was hosting it, like the like the, the MC of it. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't no... He no was Tory Lanez in it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything like he and was she messing broke up with, with him girls. for that? Yeah, and then she went on this tirade about she got more respect for herself than that. She could never be that type of woman. Just real, again, misogynistic, um, internalized misogynistic bullshit. Would I suck on the cucumber? Absolutely not. Because one, it's a dirty-ass piece of fruit. Two, (laughs) you know, I just, I believe, I just believe who I am. I'm not confident enough to do anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people are just more confident sexually. Like some people have mass sex appeal. They could do stuff like that, make it seem fun and go on about their day. We talk about it all the time. I'm very pro sex work. You know, I'm pro women having decisions to do what they want to do and not judge them for it. Um, but I couldn't do it just because I don't think I would, I think I would look a whole hot ass fool doing it. I mean, in fairness, a lot of, 
people that do it look a hot ass mess. You got uh, you got you got to be in tune with yourself and make if you what do I always say? If you go fuck around, fuck around, fuck around expeditious. expeditiously. And yeah, even and a the lot of people, people who look do a fool doing it, the fact that they confident enough to want to in, engage and indulge, it just is what it is. Yeah. It just is what it is. And so she went. I mean, I might make a little joke here though, but do I truly give a fuck to judge you? No. No, not at all. She went on his fucking rampage, and that was the end of that. And now Toya was saying how Wayne got in her ass because I guess Wayne and Toya felt the same way. You had no business with him. We told you that you needed to reconsider that decision and not mess with him because he is so much older than her. Like, she's 18. I think Lucci, why, it's like Lucci YFN or something. Oh, like, that Lucci. I know who he is. Yeah. I know who he is. And he's like, what, 25, 26, 27 or something? Like, he's much older than her. And, yeah. you know, I guess in the past, Toya and Wayne talked about it and decided that there was trying to prevent her or trying to forbid her from messing with him would only make it worse. So they would let her make her own mistakes and, and call it a day. Yeah. And that's what they did. And like my, like parents know, it blew up in her face. And that's that. Oh, shit. What? Nigga, Lucha my, my age. That nigga 29. He was too old to be with her. Way too old. Way too old. Way too too and and deep in the industry and a young and upcoming rapper and shit like that, just wild and shit. He was too fast for her. He was way ahead of her. Yeah, he she ain't had no business with that nigga. So I get why Wayne and Toya. Listen, that that reminded me of like (laughs) that reminded me like when when uh parents, your mama can't can't do nothing with you. Uh, they'd be like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till your dad to get home. <laughs> exactly. And that's that now she's talking about going through this heartbreak, going through this breakup. Girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> and last but certainly not least, uh Latoya Luckett. Um, her nigga gives me very heavy domestic violence vibes, like Okay, so it's not just me. No, the way she was talking, like he has a hair trigger and he just blows up and all this other stuff and walking on eggshells. That's not normal. No, it's not. It's not normal. And I've had this conversation. And the sad part is we live in a world where even a lot of women still don't understand that domestic violence is not just physical violence. Yeah. It's emotional abuse, it's mental abuse, it's verbal abuse. Those all fall under the domestic violence tree. If you are scared to talk to your partner and you are tiptoeing and walking on eggshells so they don't blow up at you and and start dogging you out, cursing you out, saying mean things to you. And using stuff that they're going through as an excuse and yeah, to be able and, to do it. And gaslighting you, those are those are that's abuse. That's a form of abuse. Yeah. And I definitely I, don't get good vibes from him. I don't get good vibes from him at all. And then, like, him trying to pressure her into having another baby and stuff like that, um, that doesn't sit well with me at all. Like, he's trying to keep her barefoot and pregnant and yeah. and in 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 the house and all that kind of stuff i don't it gives me uh, it he definitely gives me 
abuser vibes. And even if it's not physically on the mental and verbal and emotional side, he definitely seems very abusive based on what she's saying. And I don't like that. You know, I think she she's still with them in real time because I think she I think she events because I think she pregnant now. Yeah, I think she I think that did that pregnancy test. We didn't get the answer on the show, did we? Mm-hmm. No, I they didn't we'll do that on the show, but I, I think, think we'll she, get it on this episode. But it's like, yeah, you know, I don't. I just I pray for her safety and I pray for the baby because, yeah, she pregnant as hell. Um, but that nigga, I, I don't get a good vibe from him at all. Yeah. Just, and just just from watching this, and again, like this is my first time even watching this show, period. I got a big red flag from him. Oh, yeah, she is pregnant as hell. Yeah, she's super pregnant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just damn. went to her Instagram. Beautiful as fuck, but she's pregnant as hell. Yeah. Mm. And so before we before we get on over to Black Ink, I just want to say, if you feel like you are in a domestic abuse type of relationship, there's a national domestic violence hotline. I know that domestic violence has risen during the pandemic due to social distancing and quarantine. And so we're going to drop the number right now and put it in the show notes. Um, the number to the dom- the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. We are hoping that, you know, Latoya Luckett's husband has gotten a grip on his issues and is not making his wife pay for, you know, losing a loved one and is allowing her the space to be present in a relationship. Um, and congratulations yeah. on the pregnancy. <sighs> because that has to be like draining as hell, like you in a in a relationship and you have to constantly walk on eggshell so you don't trigger your partner from saying, girl, fuck you. That's not healthy at all. And mm-hmm. then with a baby on top of it, I hope he gets that together. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's go over to some uh let's go to New York where the bozos is big, bold, and brazen. Mm. Um Love that alliteration, friend. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I Where do you want to start? <sighs> <laughs> First things first, Walt Walt having to sneak and be friends with people that Caesar has fallen out with, it just shows you what type of person Caesar is. Mm. Because somebody that's a true and genuine friend is not trying to dictate your other friendships. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, Jeremy, you and I are friends. If you are friends with somebody that I don't necessarily care for, You've never had me come to you telling you, oh, don't be they. It's either me or them. And no. I'm almost there, something, but you know. <laughs> it was on the tip of my thumb, too. <laughs> but you know that there are people that move like that. If they don't like somebody you friends with, they will try to turn you against them or make you make you decide on who whose friendship you value more. Mm-hmm. 
Just real Shave petty bitch. Like a motherfucker. Just real petty bitch shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but it's I mean good that seeds to, to the T. It's good to know that you know Walt it has maintained a friendship with oh shit and his wife with Kitty and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, it's also petty on seeds because it's like a good number of those friendships and people that you've like fallen out you with is just your own damn fault. So. Like, you really don't have no right to be mad at Walt still being friends with them because, nigga, it's your fault. Y'all fell out. You don't have, a, you don't have a, a reason to be pissy at Walt being friends with Oh Shit and Nikki because y'all, you allow people in the shop to violate Oh Shit and Nikki. Like, yeah. you went way too, like, you allowed them to go way too fucking far trying to DNA test his child with his wife. Yes. That, that was, was some real trash. scumbag bitch shit and you allow for it because everybody involved in that shit should have been suspended from the shop or fired. Yeah. Or in jail. Or beat the fuck up. Say all or all of the above. Yeah. 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 And you allow that to happen, see. Mm-hmm. That's why I, that's why in the preview I got a good um chuck a lot of you shaking in your goddamn boots when oh shit said what's up. Yeah. You think I didn't see you little BDA's head moving and shaking like a stripper booty? You think I didn't see a seed, but I did, you bitch ass nigga. Continue, friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Walt and Jess, Jess, don't nobody want Walt. I promise you. Listen, you I ain't, spit you out ain't, my water. Like, like, bitch, listen, you ain't got to worry about punching nobody in the face about Walt. Don't nobody want him but you. And you barely right. wanted him two episodes ago. I so, was just about to say, this is the same nigga that you didn't want to marry. Now you up here being, be, being I, I stab a bitch over my man. Okay. Exactly. You don't okay. have to. We good, love. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, uh, why, uh, <laughs> I love destination weddings, especially in really beautiful places like Hawaii, you know, Cancun, um, the Caribbean, you know, places like that. I love it. Um, shout out to Big Fish because Lord knows Walt ain't making enough money to afford that by itself. So, be fuck off. y'all doing the Lord's work. And now we can get into the good shit. Tati. Mm. Tati. Mm. Anna. You have sucked and fucked everybody in the motherfucking shop and some. And yeah, you. You are sucking and fucking Donna while smiling in Alex's face, talking about you consider him a friend. Mm. And yet you worried about where Teddy is sticking his dick still. I thought you was over him. You went and got a whole new boyfriend, and apparently that shit didn't work out because now you fucking on Donna. You went and got a whole new boyfriend from one of the other shops, was fucking on him, Boohooing and crying, talking about Teddy need to leave you alone because he broke up with you. So why he worried about what you doing? And yet here you are worried about what Teddy doing. Is it Ucha Wallet or Walmart? Yes or no? I'm confusion. I, I do not like Teddy. I do not give a fuck about Theodore Rucks, bad built, big and using, box Chevy built, big mm. neck, little t-shirt wearing ass. But he has a right to keep his personal life personal if y'all did that 
if y'all did that, maybe y'all would be not in jeopardy of losing the goddamn shop. Y'all have allowed y'all personal issues and bullshit to infiltrate into that goddamn shop for so many years that the landlord don't even want to renew the lease and y'all making big fucking money and bringing big pu- bringing publicity to that goddamn property. It only took Teddy 84 years of fucking all the bitches in the shop to realize, you know what, maybe I should not fuck in the shop and also maybe I should keep my life private. But Teddy, and you cannot not be a bozo on this TV show because the fact that you are that you have to wear a wedding band to remind yourself not to cheat and fuck up your relationship, nigga, what? (laughs) Ain't that the most Teddy ass thing you ever heard though? Like his own brand, like shit. Talking about he met her name is Uni, cute girl. Say he met Uni. Um, in the Louis Vuitton store, yet you ain't never got on no Louis Vuitton. Uh, right. Window shopping that, ass, that, bitch ass nigga. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing that jumped. When he said, I'm like, nigga, since when in the hell have you ever worn no goddamn Louis Vuitton nigga, on this show? Nigga, all we see you wear is sweatshirts. Shapewear. And shapewear. And Louis Vuitton don't sell girdles, bitch. Okay, nigga, you over here in goddamn fashion over for me and ass where you talking about you at a Louis Vuitton store. Teddy, fuck you. Playing in my goddamn Teddy, face. Teddy had on that goddamn orange. You no goddamn Louis Vuitton. You probably met her at your local bodega, and that's fine. It'll be a line to us. Teddy had on that goddamn orange hoodie looking like Cheeto dust. <laughs> Go to the goddamn Louis Vuitton store. You ain't never did shit in the shop to make any goddamn coin. Why nobody ain't never seen you with no Louis Vuitton on? And also, okay. Louis Vuitton don't make plus size clothes for big divas. So sit okay. your fat ass down. You can't Mine. fit your titties in no goddamn Louis Vuitton. They don't titty. make they don't make belts that big. Okay, they don't make. So what you was buying? Me. A backpack, a wallet. Oh, uh, right. Because <laughs> the goddamn show was no. <laughs> <laughs> Play it in my damn face, Teddy. Maybe you. it was a pair of sneakers or something, but I don't even know if they make sneakers for niggas with fat feet. <laughs> I was about to damn say hell this goddamn goddamn toes busting like some damn buns. Got nigga got a bunch of dentists on his goddamn feet. Mm. Yeah. Um <laughs> I, so C's C's being Jamaican makes perfect sense why he a fuck boy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Listen, Jamaican men have a history of not being great people. Yeah. It's especially brand. to especially to women. Yeah. Um, but C's keep acting like a thug ass nigga and you soft. Most of the times when you have been to jail, C's has been for child support. You ain't no street nigga. You a nigga that's from the hood, but you ain't no hood nigga. You ain't in the streets. Ain't never been in the streets. You a tattoo artist. Please act like one. And please stop making threats against that property owner on TV. This is how I know you ain't no real street nigga like you keep trying to pretend to because be. what street be- nigga would say some shit like that on, with cameras on? Now, and God forbid something happened to that landlord, they coming straight to you first. Right. Remember all those times you said on TV that you was going to burn the shop down, you wanted to tie him up and kidnap him, him and put him in the trunk and shit like that? That is he evidence, mi- nigga. He missing. What's up? Please stop. Please stop. Being you are stupid. not no street nigga, C's. You don't have street smarts. Because no street smart nigga would ever say Because if you no did, like you that. wouldn't even got your lawyer involved. You would have had some nigga shake him down like, fam, extend the motherfucking lease for the same price before we really make your life hell. 
Right. See, C's, I'm from the streets. You ain't gonna play me like that, homie. Also, C's, well, my lawyer said um, in section A, paragraph three, like, C, stop the act. You ain't no tough guy, nigga. And you're stupid. You're not. You a bitch. That's nigga, that on that. Nigga, that is evidence. The fuck is you talking about, C? <laughs> you so, Walt, <laughs> the reason C's is talking to his mom is because she tells, he tells her about the property and his mom is like, well, you just got to figure it out. And then he tells her that Walt is getting married in Hawaii and that he invited the the shop and they're not going because of the shit with the shop. And his mom is like, what the fuck do that got to do with being a, the same type of supportive friend he's always been to you? Yeah. Ain't like they're going to kick you out tomorrow, nigga. However, we're going to get to that later. We're going to get to it later. Um, so since C's told Walt and Jess that they could not make it to Hawaii because of stuff going on with the shop, Walt and Jess in turn invite Kitty and Oh Shit and Nikki to Hawaii for their wedding week and wedding weekend. And they, they're coming. C's has a change of heart and they decide to surprise Walt and show up in Hawaii. And first things first, Tati is is a fucking alcoholic. It is not normal to get Yo. throw up drunk everywhere you fucking go. Sloppy Bitch, you, drunk at that, no friend. You are sloppy throw up drunk every time you go to an event or go somewhere. You are fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like, you are disgusting. Ronaldo McDonald. Ronaldo McDonald. Possible that's showtime. The, oh. <laughs> that's like the, the, the Mexican version of Ronald, Ronaldo. Yeah, Ronaldo Jesus McDonald. Ronaldo disgusting. Cause girl, why you always throwing up, farting, shitting every damn way every time? Ronaldo you... Mc. <laughs> Say Ronaldo... it. <laughs> Ronaldo McDisgusting. Yes. Showtime. <laughs> um, but goddamn, like, see, this is why I can't fuck with people that can't hold their liquor. Cause you're not finna be out here embarrassing me. Have me out here looking the fuck stupid and no, public. you're not. You up here no, looking like not. a goddamn human porta potty and shit. Tati, what the fuck? And also, why the fuck do y'all allow her to keep drinking when you know she can't hold a goddamn liquor? Because this is like, what, the 10th time we done seen Tati act like this when she drink on this show? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Girl, y'all already look like Zelda. Don't nobody want to see that shit. You up here throwing up magic potion and shit. Tati... All over these people, goddamn flows. Tati, girl, fuck you. You disgusting ass bitch. Hey, listen. Then hey. you fucking a disgusting ass bitch and don't. Well, you know what? I don't want to think mm. about that. I might throw up like Tati did. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, shout out to Kwani for taking a break because Puma was about to try to run his ass to Hawaii and leave her there. He's trying to find a babysitter. And Kwani was like, nigga, fuck no. You find a babysitter. You make sure shit is handled here. Then you meet me in Hawaii. But I'm taking my motherfucking ass to Hawaii. You dig? Right. I and don't deserve. really care for Kwani, but she deserved that. I don't... I don't not like Kwani. I understand her frustrations with Puma getting back involved with C's in a business manner. Um, I do think she was just being a protective wife, but when she saw that 
Puma was okay with it, she should have just fell back. It wasn't worth arguing about. However, she, she do she she be on Puma ass because Puma does try to act like he got some step for wife and that she just supposed to cater to his needs and never have time for herself. Like right. I like Puma on the but business side of things him. on the show, like on the business side of things, he I really do like Puma back at Black Ink. But on the personal side of things, he kind of a dickhead as a husband. Yeah, absolutely. It was the business side where I didn't really care for Quanica. She had a point, but she was annoying with it. But on the personal side, I absolutely agree with her on everything. Because Puma, Puma, like you said, was an asshole. It's basically an asshole in their marriage. Yeah, he he. And doing that thing that most straight men do. Black men, yeah, well, straight men. I'm gonna say more than black, straight, just men in marriages in general. They put a lot of the emotional and domestic domestic labor labor. on their women, on women, and then don't feel like they deserve time to themselves to enjoy life and shit. How you feel like you finna go to Hawaii and gallivant and have fun and leave me here, nigga? Fuck you. I'm out. You figure it out. Yeah. And now. I want to, because we about to tie this up. <sighs> Surprises are nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But weddings cost too fucking much, especially destination weddings to just show up and crash people's shit. Yeah. If you told Walt that y'all could not make it, you Stick had an it. obligation to tell Walt, hey, um, we would like to still come. Is the invitation still open? Like, I knew we thought we couldn't make it, but I do believe we can make it. Is the invitation still open? Yeah. Also, weddings are expensive. They never go well for y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't, you can, don't be, wedding crashing is not cute. Weddings are expensive. And like yeah. I said, them getting married in Hawaii, that shit ain't cheap. Yeah. Granted, we know Big Fish paying for it, but still. Yeah, we know like this is fabricated Big Fish drama. Once they found out Kitty and Oh shit was going, they probably made C's in the shop go. Yeah. For the mess. But in general, don't do the shit that C's does with people's weddings. He's always ruining people's weddings and shit. He did the same shit with Bay and that fake wedding. And that should have been the sign for her not to marry that nigga, but she married him anyway, because he ain't even show up to the shit. Right. So there is that. And mm. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, not be I'm looking forward to next week because I don't think there's going to be a lot of drama with oh shit and C's and Kitty in them, but I'm looking forward to the Alex, Tati, and Donna drama. Because in the previews, Alex is talking to Kwani about proposing to Donna, and they cut to a scene, and here it is. And I I don't want to use the word rape, but Tati definitely was being aggressive and trying to force her way into Donna's legs. And like, I know that a lot of people look at sexual assault and rape differently when it's like same sex situations. I take that back specifically to women because of how the world and predominantly straight men uh fetishize bisexual and lesbian women and think you know they are there for their enjoyment mm-hmm. but there needs to be boundaries and consent always whether it's with two men two women a man and a woman there always needs to be consent 
And if Donna told you that y'all could only be friends due to her relationship, why are you trying to force yourself on her? Partly because Donna left that door open. Now, granted, I agree with you. She should definitely respect boundaries. But remember when they had that talk, Donna was like, we can only be friends right now. And later on, I'll work on Alex loosening his stance. So trash ass bitch man this bitch is disgusting loosening her stance like she's trying to loosen that tooth i ain't forgot nasty bitch but your point about consent still stands yeah consent and boundaries yes you can't say you respect alex and you don't want no drama but you're doing shit to disrespect alex and cause drama right i mean donna gone donna and that's saying donna's a sad ass monster yeah she also looked like Reptile, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, and them home scenes? Ooh. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of... Speaking of homes. Let's go to the real housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Uh, take us take us on there, Jeremy. It was an interesting episode. Yes, it was. Um, we're talking about the moving up and moving on episode, which is... I actually I like that title. That's one of the few titles y'all done had that I actually like for these episodes. Um, so this is the pent ultimate episode because of the season finale is tonight, um, which I'm looking forward to because it seems like they're gonna end up, end off on drama. Um, a few quick things. Um, Cynthia, why do you not know about labor laws, and why were you acting like? Your old sister was cussing you out, saying that yes, um, people usually do get two at least two days off because a week is okay. The law. Listen, let me tell you exactly what I had in my notes. Cynthia don't know shit about running a business, and it's clear. As fuck. Cynthia knows absolutely nothing about the Bailey wine cellar. Because mm, her sister running it. I'm kind of annoyed with how she was talking about being a boss. Let me boss you. You're not a boss. You don't know what goes on in your own business. It seems your sister is doing a great job at running the Bailey Wine Cellar. And the thing is, in my opinion, the only reason you own it is because you put the money up. But technically, that seems like that's your sister's business venture, and she's really good at it. Yeah, because she actually knows the laws. Like, girl, this ain't the goddamn 50s and 40s. You working at the steel mill and shit. Yes, a two, day, Talk two about, days off I a week. I need to see the paperwork on that. I don't get two days off a week. You don't have no real job. I was about to say, your job is being cute on Instagram and doing whatever Andy tell you to for ratings. That's your job. But people that actually have a job, job, yes, they need days off. Girl, what the fuck is you talking about? I was just like, Cynthia, I'm, it's in like every episode, Cynthia just finds new ways for me to know that she is a dummy. Because it's like, girl, you ain't got no paperwork. You don't need no paperwork for that. That's common goddamn sense. Um, and her sister was not having it at all. But I at feel like, all. to your point about like, let me boss you, I feel like that's the, you know how we always talk about it's risky going into business with family and stuff. Um, and we always talk about how like family working under you, um, is not always in the best interest, but sometimes it's it's family working above you. That's not always in the best interest. Yep. Cause Cynthia don't know what the fuck she doing. And her sister is just like, girl, let me be, I'm actually running this. It's just your money and your name on it. 
Um, moving on, let's talk about Dennis and Portia. Dog, I want to drag Portia. Like, I want to beat Portia the fuck up, like, dude. Go ahead. Like, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. Portia, I do not like Dennis. I do not like Dennis at all. And you have put me in a peculiar predicament where I am agreeing with Dennis and you did the fucking most on this episode. And I, I first Go of ahead. all, it does not excuse his behavior. Let me say that in the past with how he handled your relationship. But in this segment, you were being a fucking bozo, Portia. Dennis wasn't arguing. Somebody having an idea or having their own opinion on a topic of conversation and it's being it's differing from yours is not arguing. They didn't show one clip of Dennis arguing with you. If someone can't have a POV without you accusing them of arguing, why even try to talk to them? Mm. And Portia is very childish. Like she's very childish. And that shit bothered me a whole lot because he's like, you know, I don't want to have this big old wedding that you're trying to have. I don't want to invite these people who, when we were going through our ups and downs, they wasn't not only dragging me, they was dragging your ass too. And had a lot to say about you too. Yet we supposed do. to spend we yet we supposed to spend our money for them to sit up in our face and eat our food and drink our liquor, girl. Just to still laugh at us, because yeah, they still laughing at you for taking uh, him back. And not only that, the thing about where he's staying. So here's the thing: Dennis cheated on Portia, and he was dead wrong. And she kicked him out. And she kicked him out of her house and this is the thing and this is why i always feel like people if you're going to live together if you're going to move in together it needs to be shit in your in both y'all name because the minute shit got bad she like get the fuck out my house this my shit and he was like all right i get the fuck out he went and got his own shit and got his own shit closer to where his hot dog shops and shit is at and now he's commuting an hour and a half, two hours to get to Portia and PJ. And she's like, why you won't just move your stuff back in? And he's like, I'm not doing that. This is your house. And whenever you get mad or upset and you try to put me out your house, I'm not going for that. And I absolutely understand, even though he's the reason that he got put out. But the fact remains is nobody wants to lay their head in a place where somebody could put them out whenever they feel like it. Yeah, the only I agree with him. The only thing that got that I was annoyed with him about is that he still gaslighting her and downplaying like his yeah, reasoning for it. Yeah, yeah, he that's still what I did. Not like. owning that he got he got put out because he cheated on her while she was pregnant and postpartum, and you deserve right. to be put out, especially yeah. if it wasn't your shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's the pro- I agree with him. I just didn't like his still deflecting of why that we why they are here. Yeah, absolutely. It's the thing like he could be honest like, yeah, I know that I fucked up. However, in a relationship if we're going to work on things, all of that get the fuck out, you can't stay here, it's counterproductive to working it out. Yeah. It is counterproductive. And I agree with him about getting a prenup. A lot of people see Adele shoot themselves in the foot by not getting a prenup. Mm. 
because that hell, nigga hell, look every at Jeff Bezos. Look at Michael Jordan. They didn't get prenups, and when they fucked up, the court was like half, 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 half. What's that? What's that skit half. from uh, Eddie Murphy had on Raw? AD half. That's half. what the court's gonna say. Half, 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 half. Also, a prenup protects Portia as well as Dennis. Because we can, you know, they might not be Jeff Bezos and Michael Jordan, but they have assets. Yeah, Portia definitely had assets before she got with Dennis. Yeah, she has assets. She comes from a, you know, pretty well-off family based on, you know, her grandfather's legacy and her dad and stuff like that. So she has assets. She has some of her own businesses. She has her wig line or weave line and she has some other stuff that she has a hand in and she she's a consistent radio figure and shit like that. So she has some assets worth protecting. And he has assets worth protecting. Absolutely. And to be, and if things, you know, they've already and and it feels like this might have been the only time Dennis was being truly honest and transparent. It's obvious they need to have a prenup. They've already had a really really rocky start with shit protect mm-hmm. yourselves Portia protect yeah. your damn I feel self. like Portia I feel like Portia is going back into like some of her old habits like rushing to yep. try to get a marriage again where it's like yep. y'all have so much shit that y'all still need to work on there's literally no rush then it don't seem like the nigga going in anywhere again it don't yeah. seem like let me say that seem because I mean he's still a nigga that's built like a hot dog but Y'all literally have time to work stuff out, Portia. Y'all don't need to rush to get married again. Because you might repeat the same old mistakes. Listen to that Rihanna song. It's a very good one. Write it down. Uh, yeah. But that's all I have for that scene. Uh, also, I was just I just realized watching this, I was like, all these damn lucrative ass well-to-do people in these long distance ass relationships. <laughs> you got what? Portia and Dennis? Uh, Noel, I mean, not Noel. Oh, shit, you might as well say Noel. Cynthia and Mike. Um, you had uh, Kenya and Mark. It's like, damn, all these well to do ass people in these long distance relationships where they have the money to do so and shit never works out for them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But anyway, moving on, because you know, people love to try to do long distance relationships, and this is no shade, because knock on one, I, knock on wood, I've been in some too, but that shit costs money. And finances. Yes. And if you ain't got that, all the love in the world still can't save that shit. Ask me how I know. Um. <clears throat> so, I was reading up, so it says that Portia is worth a reported $5 million. She was worth more when she was married to Cordell Stewart because of his assets. Um, but now she's pro- approximately worth $5 million. She was making $800,000 last season on Housewives and on this season, she's making $2 million. Um, she got a, a massive raise of $1.25 million. And so she's approximately she's about, she's worth about five million dollars and so that's That's enough that's a that's enough to protect your assets yeah absolutely protect yourself girl get that pretty look here this nigga might cheat on you again um (laughs) moving on speaking of cheating um nini and greg celebrated their 20th anniversary Uh, uh, uh. 
The, in the most disgusting. Listen, I don't need to think about Greg and Nene having. Sex. And it says that Dennis is worth about four to five million himself. So they definitely have enough assets to protect. Should things not work out, right? But uh, yeah. Greg There's was dressed that. like a goddamn temptation in this scene, which makes sense. I mean, which fit because I mean, you know, the infidelity and all that stuff. Um, uh, also, very you at Nene and Greg being intimate on TV is some shit that I don't need to see. I would have been okay knowing they just were celebrating their anniversary. Yeah, they just could have uh, had. That. I didn't need to see them in their goddamn PJs with the with the with the thought of them quote unquote making a movie. Don't I don't listen. Horror ain't really hey, my job. He called. He said his movie his uh movie name gonna be Billy Backdoor. I screamed. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Uh, but I, but again, horror ain't really my genre, so please leave us alone. Um, so let's get to um. <laughs> oh, before you go, Nene made a comment saying that her and Greg have been married the longest, and they have the strongest marriage out of all the girls. And girl, I cackle because again, the cheating, the cheating, the cheating. Like a nigga with whole ass cancel would cheat on you, Nene. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying you might need to humble your nose. Also, Bravo Andy, fuck y'all for playing that trash ass song that she got on the goddamn show. I didn't need to hear that shit. Ever. Please. Also, please. why is Eva still on this show? Why is Eva on this show? <laughs> this bitch is boring. Like, Kevin McCall is a basket case in the discussion. We do not care about you moving into a new house. I just every time I see her, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. Let her go. She needs to be a friend of the show. She does not deserve a peach. I liked her much better when she was just a friend of the show. I will pass on Eva. Yeah. Um, still no sympathy for Kenya and her male order husband. Nope. No, what's I'm not gonna ever be able to find it. Yeah. I'm not gonna ever be able to dig deep and be like, oh my god, Kenya, that's so awful. You paid that nigga to marry you. You got the baby you wanted. All this doing shit to try to keep a storyline on the show. I will pass. I will pass. I will pass. I will pass. Like you married a man who who refused to allow you and the baby to have any interactions with his family. You don't know anything about this man for real. Like I like the more the details come out, you trying to make us be sympathetic towards you, but it just further proves that this was an arranged situation. Yeah, we said that from the start. Because this man got living parents, yet you don't know anything about them. You don't know how to reach them. You, they've never seen your child. He doesn't want to, he refuses to let them have anything to do with him. You don't know anything about Mark Daly, except mm. his name is Mark Daly and he owns a restaurant. If yeah. he actually does that. Yeah, the only time you even know about any contact with him is when he FaceTime Brooklyn, and that's with the nanny, and not you. But we called it from the start. This was just a business arrangement. You wanted a man so you could stun on some of the other girls on the cast. He wanted a baby. Y'all got what y'all both wanted, and he was fed up. Yeah. In the story. Uh, so, yeah, I still agree with you. No sympathy for Kenya. Um. So let's wrap up and talk about this uh, session with the the marriage counselor with Candy and Todd. Um, 
Hmm. I appreciated how Todd broke down his frustrations in a much better and constructive way than when him and Candy had their argument at the house. Uh, yeah, and I also I saw the timeline dragging Todd, and after I watched the episode, it just always is abundantly clear to me that you have to form your own opinions on things because um which we can we'll we'll discuss all of it but something that stood out to me was the discussion about Todd's style of parenting and Candy's style of parenting and Twitter had a huge issue with Todd's style of parenting and I don't have an issue I don't think he's trash I just think he has a harsh style of parenting of well a more strict style of parenting and Candy is really lenient and Candy is really lenient in how she parents because she does work so much that she spends a lot of time buying Riley's affection and stuff because she's not there that much. And it's it's obvious like that they they are on different ends of the spectrum. And I when when Todd broke down to the therapist why he refused to give his daughter birthday money, it kind of made sense to me. Like you're like as parents, you know, and I'm sure Jeremy will become a parent one day if that's his choice. As your kids get older and they are showing you that they're still not in a place where they're making good decisions and sound decisions for themselves, you as a parent will be in a place where you do not want to reward poor decision making. And his daughter is 23 as well. Like at 23, and we just said this, Jeremy, at 23, you're pushing towards that age where you should start, things should start to really click in your decision making. Mm-hmm. I think if she's, if she's not making good decisions, if she's not doing the things that she needs to do, if she's not being responsible, you have a right to say, hey, I'm not on board with that happy birthday. I'm glad you blessed to be here. But like the daughter is giving Todd the silent treatment, not coming around. Yeah. She thinks she's just supposed to come around and collect birthday gifts and shit. My thing with that is I hear you and I, I do take issue with how Todd treats Taylor, not to the extreme of Twitter, but I feel like there with Todd and there's no balance, you know, not granted there's no balance with candy either, but it's no like balance. Like I get, him trying to, I understand what you're saying, like not rewarding poor decision making, but, and maybe I'm speaking because I'm not a parent yet, but at the same time, it's like, Todd, that's still your daughter. Like, yes, don't reward her bad decision making, but also tell her why it is a bad decision that she's yeah, making. Yeah, I can agree with that. He's doing that. He's just being like, you that. know how the old school parents is like, well, I said no, and that's what the fuck it is. Like, right, I don't right, agree right. with that. And and I did say like his style of parenting is harsh and strict. Hers is lenient and they need to learn to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. There's a middle yeah, ground yeah. because that's why I said that. Like, it's not, I'm not saying like candy has it, you know, all down. Yeah, no. Yeah. But because like candy Todd definitely could afford to like meet in the middle more. And it doesn't he seem like he could have, he could afford to, I will tell you, this is, this is my issue with Todd. 
when he has an opinion about what Candy does for Riley, he wants his opinion heard. Because we yes. remember Porsche Gate when he got when she yes. got a Porsche for her 16th birthday, and the news all over social media was that Todd took great issue with her buying a Porsche after he said he didn't think she needed a Porsche at 16. Now, when you have an opinion about how Candy parents with Riley, you want your opinion heard. But when Candy has an opinion on how you parent your children from a previous relationship, it's like, that's my kid. And I'm going to do with my kid what I want to. Yeah, and I'm not changing my opinion in my mind. It's it's Uchi Wally or One Mike. Either y'all are in it together and these are y'all kids. This is y'all family. Or you're not. And you need to mind your business when it comes to Riley. Yeah. And especially when you have made it plain to candy, like we are a family, this is in it together. Well, you need to be in it together too, nigga. You need to listen to her. It's, yes. You, you need to listen to her. You need to value her, her opinion, especially when you want yours validated and heard. And that's what I'm saying with the balance with Todd. Like he doesn't seem to be focused on balance, at least when it comes to that aspect, when it comes to Kayla. And that's my issue with how he parents her. Yeah. yeah. How, and also... I feel like he, I wonder, I don't, first of all, let me say this. I don't know for sure, but I wonder how much Candy saw him interact with his own children prior to them getting married. Because if he acted, if if this was his parenting style and she saw it prior to them getting married and she still married him, she need her face slapped too. Yeah. Because that's a, because if, if that's how he parented and you saw that and then and you didn't agree with it and that wasn't a red flag to you, then that's on you. Yeah, it's definitely on you. Now, to the other stuff. Todd has very, very valid points. I'm sorry. I hate siding with men, but everything that Todd discussed with the therapist, Candy couldn't even dispute it because it was true. Yeah. Like if you, when you get married and y'all had a wedding and y'all did the typical Christianity wedding vows, your marriage and your family comes God first, your marriage next, the kids, everything else. Candy is operating in her career first her friends and their things. Which Todd supports her career. Like, let's not understand. Yeah, Todd supports her career. He don't have a problem with that. He just had a... Because I I said this And even even when, like, for Kenya to clock Candy, like, girl, you know you need to to take a good look in the mirror. Because when Kenya was like, so the two days you were home, you worked the whole time? And she's like, well, yeah... Candy, I had in my notes that Candy Lee needs to learn to say no. Yeah. I get being the most successful one to come out of your family. I get having the means and the methods to be able to help people. And take care of everybody. And take care of everybody. But it's time to start cutting the umbilical cord with people in your life. Because yeah. if you didn't feel so obligated to keep everyone going and yourself, you would be able to turn down certain stuff sometimes. You would be able to say, mm, 
it's a good opportunity, but it's not the greatest. And I don't feel like I need to take it, you know, especially if it's going to cause me to really be absent from my home with my husband and my kids. Yeah, it was like I said last week, like if not for you, def- I feel like she definitely should. She could, she can afford to relax a little bit on some of this stuff. If not for no other reason, let's just, you know, if you don't want to do it for for your marriage, if you don't want to do it for your kids, whatever. Do it for but yourself. just for you, right? Because you are Candy is going to burn herself out trying to do so much. And and I'm absolutely like again, absolutely congratulations on getting a role on the shy. That's a huge accomplishment because that turned into a really successful Showtime TV show. I I get it. I I definitely get it. And Todd supports it, but I agree with him. If you're coming home out of seven days, if we are only able to see you for a day and a half, because she comes home Friday after filming is there Saturday and leaves back Sunday. If you're only going to be home for a day and a half, that day and a half cannot be filled with other stuff, not your kids and your husband. I'm sorry. Like it's just, Listen, you priority, and it's not like Todd is saying like, "Hey, fuck what you got going on." That's not what he's saying. It's just he understands that you're busy. Hell, he's busy. But when you have the time, make the time for your family. Make time for your husband. That's not unreasonable. And because Candy, you could that event that event that you did was it for Portia, girl. You Portia would have understood. She could have found somebody else. She, that was not a necessity that where you absolutely had to do that. Yeah, I agree. And that's my thing with Candy. Like, just relax a little bit. I'm, I, I, and I don't think Todd is saying like, "Fuck your career, fuck your dreams." Like he's saying, y'all, he, y'all trying to get this bad together, but you also need to rest together because <laughs> y'all, if you don't, you're gonna burn yourself out. Yeah. And you're going to burn yourself out of your marriage. And then you're going to have even more problems, which knock on wood for the next episode, the previews for the uh, episode tonight, it's going to blow up in y'all damn face. Yeah. And I like Todd Cannon, so I hate to see it personally. But, you know, this is what happens when y'all not on the same page. Agreed. Some, sometimes relationships get ill, no doubt. <laughs> and with that I think, I think that's all for this episode yeah that's it that's all we had um, you know next the episode for next week again it'll still be you know three shows and after that uh, we might have a little surprise for you we might have a little something yeah. for you I ain't gonna ruin it just keep listening just keep listening and see what what show we may be introducing for the interim until we get our full our full lineup back. But I think y'all will be happy with it. So with that being said, friend, if you got anything else you want to say to the listeners, go on and drop it. Um thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting us. Um again, um, um adhere to orders to social distance. Um um please please pray for our us um essential workers that have to be out here because our jobs um do not really give a fuck about us like that for real for real um keep those lifted who have lost their jobs um all together 
Um, and keep the foot on the neck of this trash ass government um, because they can do more and they absolutely should be doing more. And absolutely. that's all I really got. All right, then we will be back next week. We appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. You will not regret it. Um, peace. All right, niggas.